Hello there, this is Michael Gobier from the First Day Pod. I'm one of the co-hosts, in case you didn't know. I want to take this quick moment to let you know that we had some audio technical difficulties on today's show. We are aware of them, and we wanted you to know that we are. We're not blind to these situations, and sometimes they're out of our control. We do the very best to give you the most elite sounding experience mixed in with the content you deserve. So just want you to know we're aware of it, and we apologize for this inconvenience. It's still a really great episode, though, and I don't want this to deter you from not listening to the show. There's just some echoes that happen due to some audio issues we had. These guests are outstanding. Patrick and Lucy are really, really smart, wise, and experienced people when it comes to eating disorders. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of the show, and forgive us for our audio errors. Thank you very much and enjoy the show. Welcome to the latest episode of the First Day Pod. Today we are thrilled to have aboard two wonderful guests from the Bulimia Anorexia Nervosa Association of Windsor. You can find their website at bana.ca. Michael and Leanne are very, very excited to have aboard Lucy Rosu Cieza, Executive Director, and Patrick Kelly, Communications and Office Administrator. This week is Eating Disorder Awareness Week. And we are taking time during this episode to focus on the issues that continue to plague millions of people across the world. So settle in, get your attention focused, and prepare to gain some wisdom on the First Day Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of the First Day Pod, a podcast where we talk about mental health and addiction. We try to empower each other by learning and supporting one another. That's the goal. Uh, we're very excited today because we have guests. We have multiple guests. Leanne, isn't that exciting? I am so excited. I can't wait. I know you are. I'm excited too. This is really cool. One of our, our guests is somebody who listens to our show and joins us on our live stream so it's cool that he's been a participant and now he's going to be a part of the show and both of them are really knowledgeable people it's eating disorder awareness week and we're trying to spread the word by having people who are more knowledgeable than us on certain topics give us the knowledge and wisdom that we seek so first day pod of protonmail.com first day pod on Twitter and Instagram, our Facebook page. We're always posting and you can support others and connect with others on the Facebook page. We also have a support group page on Facebook as well. And we really appreciate everybody giving us their time. Having said that, Leanne, why don't you introduce our guests? I would love to. So we've got Lucy and Patrick from Banna uh, in Windsor. And so I'm so excited too. This is the first time that we've had guests from my hometown. So YQG. Um, so um, Lucy started her career at Banna 17 years ago as health promotion manager. And for the last nine years, she has been executive director. So um 
she's a mother, a wife, a leader, an educator, and a motivator who lives life to the fullest every day. And that's why I love you so mm. much and so grateful that you're here. Um, Patrick, Patrick is a graduate of St. Clair College with an advanced diploma in advertising business. Patrick has the, for the past 25 years, which you're only 30, so that's quite impressive, um, has been working with a variety of organizations in the corporate, media, education, and healthcare fields. He's been with BANA since 2007, which sounds like it was right around the corner, but that was quite a bit ago, and mm -hmm. is currently their communications and office um, administrator with the role of encompassing the areas of public relations, multimedia, fundraising, administration, and IT, and everything else. So I am so geeked to have both of you here. This is going to be so good. Um, so let's get started. How about, we, how about we just start with if somebody was diagnosed with an eating disorder or maybe doesn't even know if they have one, like what is an eating disorder? Can you guys kind of just touch on that? Sure. So it's quite a complicated question. So I think mm -hmm. sometimes people think of like disordered eating versus eating disorder versus body image issues. So it's like across, you know, all of those spectrums. Um, but when you think about a diagnosable eating disorder, it's really something that is meets criteria for the diagnostic manual. So you have to be diagnosed, you have to meet certain criteria. Some people are on the cusp of meeting that criteria. But Mostly we think of anorexia nervosa, which is somebody obviously that's doing a lot of restricting and not eating uh, a lot. Sometimes visibly we see people that are underweight. We might think um, they have anorexia. Maybe that's not true either. So they have to meet that criteria. We look at somebody with bulimia. Um, they're binging and purging. Uh, a lot of debate around what a, a binge is, right? Because people are, you know, joke around about that in terms of like, I was binging, I ate French fries and, and things like that. We hear that often. And then there's also a binge eating disorder, um, which is somebody that is eating a large amount of food in a short period of time. And again, meeting that criteria. So generally speaking, those are the main eating disorders. Um, there's also a restrictive eating disorder. It's called RFED, something new. And then sometimes people fall on under eating disorders other way specified. So it's kind of complicated. Yeah, we hear these terms quite often. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, like I, I have never been diagnosed, but I feel like I, I, I know that I binge. I know that I binge eat, but I don't exactly know if that's would fall under what it would be considered binge eating. So like, how do you go ahead and get kind of diagnosed or like, where do you go? Do you just go to your GP or what yeah, do you so do? Basically, we do, you can go to your GP. Um, we do diagnose people at BANA. So one of oh, the you do. things that we do have is we host a centralized intake for eating disorders, um, which somebody will answer your phone or email and um, talk you through an intake. We do uh, quite a comprehensive assessment. So we're looking at all kinds of, you know, relation to trying to figure out how frequent are you behaving this way, um, and then meeting that criteria. So if you meet the criteria, you get the eating disorder diagnosis, um, and then you go and uh, you get the treatment here at BANA. Wonderful. And then this might sound like a silly question, but if you didn't get diagnosed, like if you went through and then you found out that you didn't have you a diagnosis, but you still feel like you have an issue, would you stay with BANA or would you have to go and find some other 
avenue. Yeah, a lot of times people that don't meet that diagnosis criteria may uh, require seeing a dietitian maybe, mm. um, looking at different ways that they can improve their, their eating habits. Um, so it might be simple like that, right? Um, where we would refer out into the community. So we do that very often where mm. we may refer out. That's awesome. Okay, great. And then like Mike was saying, um, it's Eating Disorder Awareness Week. So can you guys tell us a little bit more about what that is and maybe some of the stuff you guys are doing a lot virtually right now. So maybe you can get into to that. Maybe you go ahead. Take it on. Yeah, no. Uh, well, you just for awareness, we can act. This year it's a little bit different. Um, and we were actually fortunate uh, in our magazine. And we'll talk about the magazine later. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, Jill Andrew, who is a MPP, member of provincial parliament for the you American crowd out there. Um, explain, wait, I know the terms are a little different. We'll catch up there. Uh, so uh, recently uh, passed a bill called bill, bill 61, which officially proclaimed February 1st to the 7th, Eating Disorder Awareness Week for Ontario. So it's in the legislature, it's in the books, it's provincially recognized. Uh, we've been doing it for many years. Uh, and the idea is it, it's one concentrated week where across the province and, and across many parts of Canada, uh, we do essentially big media blitz, big awareness blitz, just to remind everybody, you know, you're, you're, it's coming out of the New Year's, this is the end of your New Year's resolution, we've all been inside, even non-COVID years, this is when it hits you the most. So mm -hmm. it's to remind you about the body image, the self-esteem, um, and, and that eating sores really are uh, a hugely prevalent disorder in Canada. And we do have a whole gambit of things going on this week. Um, we have a, a big t a giveaway, and you can go to our social media or our website for this. The website is banna.ca. And all of our Twitter, Instagram, and uh, Facebook are all at Banna Windsor. So really easy. They're all the same. Super so whichever easy. platform you're on, just find us. Uh, but we have a giveaway. There's over $300 in local prizes from restaurants and T-shirts and all kinds of things like that. Um, today, we did a podcast with um, a member from the National Eating Disorder um, uh, Information Center. Uh, so that's out on our podcast channel, which you can also get through our website. Um, Wednesday, we're doing Instagram Live to talk with one of our clinicians about eating disorders. And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about our magazine. Uh, on Thursday, we got Instagram Live with track and field athlete Corey Belmore, and who recently came out with having an eating disorder. He was at the University of Windsor, all kinds of Canadian records, He's now in the States training. Um, we also have an online workshop with body image expert, Dr. Gra uh, Angela Grace on Zoom on Thursday evening. All this is on our website. If you're not catching wow. it, don't worry about it. I'll tell you where to go in a minute. Um, Friday, we've got more Instagram Lives. We're also selling t-shirts. Our slogan at Banna is be yourself. But for EDAW, we've done be kind to yourself. Love it. Um, we have t-shirts available. That's also there on the website. Um, Saturday, we, we have a little clinic about um, looking at social media and being aware of social media. Um, and Sunday, we wrap up the week. So if anybody wanted to find out about any of those details, you can go to www.bana.ca backslash EDAW, so E-W, or sorry, E-D-A-W. Uh, and it's all there. So, yeah, we have a jam-packed week, um, plus all kinds of other things that we do on a regular basis. That's incredible. Holy mackerel. You went right through those pretty quickly. <laughs> wow. Uh, I want to know, though, what is – the most impactful way that you can help somebody? What, what have you guys found to be the method that reaches people in terms of trying to connect with people who are afraid they're alone, they're scared of maybe coming out with this because this is, you know, people think coming out, they think 
I'm coming out of the closet. I'm homosexual. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of people that I've read on Twitter and I've looked around on the internet, people coming out admitting to their parents or to friends mm -hmm. and family that they have binge eating disorder. It's an uncomfortable experience for a lot of people. So how is, how, what is the easiest way to connect with those people without knowing them? Like cold calling is weird. That would make, not make a lot of sense. So what is the number one way that is most beneficial? Yeah, it's kind of interesting because there is a lot of stigma around eating disorders. As you mentioned, people are very secretive and that's a big one. Um, sometimes people will find rappers. Um, they, you know, they isolate themselves. They're not comfortable going out to eat. They might afraid, you know, they don't interact socially where food is available. And so some of those things are, are things to watch for. Um, one thing that I think is really connecting with the person and, and not judging them. Right. And so being having that really kind and compassionate and empathy for the person that it took a lot of courage for them to, to speak about this and come to you. Um, so I think that's number one. Um, also not talking about weight, food, you know, things like that, like not policing them. And I think that's really significant. Uh, a lot of times that's the first thing people jump to. Right. Um, is that discussion. And so I think that's probably the best advice I can I can give. But also, I think seeking help. Right. And helping them along that path and that journey. So saying, you know, I'll call this place. I'll call Banna with you. I'll, I'll you know, be there. I'll come with you. I'll, I'll you know, I'm not I'm not here to judge you, um, but trying to support them. I think being supportive is, is number one, non-judgmental and not talking about weight, food, shape, um, size, all of those pieces, you know. Um, so emotionally supporting them, I think, is really key. Yeah. And the other key part is education. Uh, you know, there, there's this whole media impression that it's a 14 year old girl in, in the high mm -hmm. school bathroom. It isn't. Uh, we, mm -hmm. we primarily treat adults here. Our mm -hmm. average client age is 35. Mm -hmm. uh, we, and, and with our intake, we our centralized intake uh, addresses ages, all ages in the spectrum. Then we refer to our community partners, but we, we've seen as young as five and as old as into the eighties. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. It, it, so yeah, it, it, it's not, this isn't a teenage thing. This is a human thing. 15% of cases are male. Um, and, and most likely much higher, but 15% of the cases coming forward are male is a right. better way to put that uh, because there's even increased even more stigma with, with men than women uh, with eating disorders. Uh, the scary thing is eating disorders has the highest mortality rate of any mental health disorder. Mm. Um, and, 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 you know, it, and when you think of it, that term, it get, that's where the urgency comes from. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it's not a fad. It's not uh, a trend. It's it's mm -hmm. not the fun thing that you do with your friends. This is life threatening. Um, mm -hmm. And having that understanding and, and being supportive and encouraging someone to come forward and get help for that is really the first step. Uh, we get calls. I had, had multiple calls from parents this week uh, because they're seeing all this out there. And the first question is, what do I do? And, and, and the interesting was half of them were parents of adults. Wow. Mm -hmm. Uh, wow. Because they don't know how to talk to their adult children about it. It's much like any other addiction uh, or, or disorder, it's still just that uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it, it's horrific when you have a 60-year-old calling about their 30-year-old and don't know how to talk to them. Yeah. Wow. Um, so we provide resources like that. We have that on our website, how to talk to friends and family and, and, and how to be supportive and, and, and ways to, to talk about that and, and being aware of food language and, and all those things and, and how to... Uh, you know, uh, don't necessarily uh, obsess about your weight. When you're a, a parent and, and you're always talking about dieting and losing weight here or, or not having that dessert, your kids are hearing that. And that becomes conditioning. 
Mm-hmm. So, and, and that goes through life. Um, and, and they hear it in restaurants, even as adults. They hear people talking about it. It can be very triggering, especially in the workplace. Uh, we hear it a lot in workplaces where, where mm-hmm. people are afraid to talk about getting treatment or going to get treatment because they're afraid of the stigma at work. Right. Uh, they're afraid to take time off work to, to seek, seek help uh, because that culture of talking about this doesn't exist. That really needs to change. Mm-hmm. That's really important. I think, I think people... people oh, oh, I got an echo somewhere. Mm-hmm. Hey, April Harkness has commented and she's being very open. April, we thank you because this is what we're trying to talk about right here is sharing these experiences. April says, I was very secretive. I would buy a whole cake, eat the whole cake by myself, and then run it off the next day. And if I went too long and kept eating this way, I'd stay home, stop going out until I lost the weight again. I've gone months not leaving my house until I lost the weight I gained with my secretive eating. And when I restricted, I restricted to the point of having to be hospitalized. No one knew because I was, quote unquote, fit. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's another misconception. You can't always see an eating disorder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people forget that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think, that- God, that's really, it's hard to absorb that. Mm-hmm. It makes it difficult to know what to do at times because the well, food surrounds us, right? You guys mm-hmm. know this. It's well, part of our life. We have to have food to survive. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you can remove it like heroin. Mm-hmm. Okay, I need heroin to live. I can get heroin yeah. out of life and it'll be free from my environment. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. Exactly. And that's a great that. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we just talked about that in our, in our podcast today. Um, mm-hmm. That uh, really, if you look at the, the pandemic, somebody who has an eating disorder, who, who either um, is, has a fear of being around food or, or has control issues around food. And now you have these government officials saying, buy three weeks worth of food and go sit in your house. Wow. That's a prison. Uh, and without having the proper supports, it's harder to access supports than ever. Thankfully, Ben has been able to remote, open and accessible, either virtually or in person uh, during the pandemic. But so many people can't access those supports and, and your home supports are just as stressed out as you are right now that your normal uh, networks there just aren't available. Um, so th- this is really the, the perfect horrible storm right now um, for, for a condition like an eating disorder, uh, because they're really, it, you're so limited in what you can do. And, and that social aspect that usually helps you get through that day doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the big factors, um, a lot of people ask us about dieting. And that's a big question, right, around people dieting continuously and um, going on diets. And if we know anything about diets is really they don't work. So 95% of diets fail. And essentially why they're there is to make money. Um, So if you think of all these fad diets, we know from, you know, the Atkins and now keto, and we hear about, you know, even cabbage soup diet, imagine uh, eating cabbage soup every day, all day. But um, the reality is, is that they're really set up to fail. Um, However, when people fail the diet, they feel like they failed. So they blame themselves and they say, oh, I'm going to be better tomorrow. So we hear this lingo, right? January 1st, all of us, um, mm-hmm. you know, starting Monday, how many of us say, you know, starting Monday, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, and it's all these food rules, right? We mm-hmm. put all these restrictions on ourselves, but guess what happens? We end up failing because it's unrealistic to eat like that. 
And so long term, this is where the binging and the purging cycle sometimes can begin is because it goes through that restrictive, you know, if you don't eat bread for months, you're going to maybe want to eat a whole loaf of bread, which is very unhealthy. And so it's creating a healthy relationship with food. Um, and I liked what you said around the heroin. And, you know, we think about addiction and I think about, wow, like somebody that has an addiction, they just they stop drinking, they stop using drugs, they don't gamble but we have to have a relationship with food because we need food to survive. And so how do you build that healthy relationship with food when the society, the social media, the media is telling us, you know, you should look this way, you should be this weight, you know, and so it's so hyper-focused on appearance um, and the comparison trap of us continuously trying to compare ourselves to other people. And so that's where we fall into these, pit, you know, pitfalls. And it's so normal. Like everything mm -hmm. that you were describing, I could just be like, and me, and me, and mm -hmm. yep, I did that. And even the cabbage soup, yeah, it's not fun, but you think it's going to work. Mm -hmm. So, um, and that's what our, our podcast, that's why it's called First Day Pod. It's always tomorrow's the first day of the rest of our lives. And mm -hmm. that it was funny when we started it. Um, but now it's the more everybody that comes on, it seems like that's the, and it's not, they're not saying the quote because of our podcast, because they don't even kind of clue in. Um, but it comes up because it's the same thing. We're all trying to do it tomorrow. And it's, mm -hmm. you're right. It's you set up, you're set up to fail, but that's why I'm so excited that you guys have this um, and that you guys are doing so much. So talk to me about, um, talk to me about the magazine. Cause that's new, right? Yeah, Pat, we'll talk to you about that because that's his thing. <laughs> very new, yeah, yeah. This is this is this is my little baby here. Uh, but yeah, uh, very new. Uh, you know, uh, and it really came from a quick conversation. It's one of those, you know, first day type conversations. Not to use it again, but it. Uh, Lucy and I were talking uh, before the holidays, where we 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 have a really amazing staff and a very talented staff and a very knowledgeable staff. And a lot of times we tap them when a topic comes up, when, when there's something of interest, when a client mentions something that we say, hey, people should really know that. We write a blog, we do a post, we put a story out. But the problem with social media is it's so popular that it keeps moving. And, and by the time we get a blog out, two days later, it's gone so far down the feed that nobody ever sees it. Yeah. And we're having this conversation uh, on how do we get some longevity out of it? How do we get it to go past the people that are sitting just on the banner site? And how do we get this message out on a broader scale? Um, and I just happy sitting there one day and, and thinking one of those light bulbs and you know, what about a magazine? And, and um, I did a quick little research on a on how to do an online magazine. And by the end of that day, we had our first 12 pages. Of course. So, <laughs> our, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it, it was a really rare day. But um, <laughs> yeah, we, we went up our first issue. Uh, we've turned it around in two weeks uh, wow. in November. This is actually it here. That was the first one that came out in November. Uh, one of being 20 pages, it went online um, and, and uh, surprisingly took off. We, we, we emailed it out to about 500 people, put it on our social media, um, and it, it spread like wildfire. We started getting calls from other agencies. Can we get hard copies? So we made hard copies. They, they started, can we share this on our network? We had one gentleman from the uh, Michael Levine. We'll give a shout out to Michael in case he's watching, uh, who's part of the Academy of Eating Disorders in the States. Uh, he sent it out uh, to over a thousand people in 47 countries for us. Wow. Um, all leading eating disorder professionals uh, all got this magazine. So that, of course, made us very, over, very overwhelmed, um, but uh, excited as well. And, and, and we've got such great feedback that we, we kind of 
put our nose to the grindstone and yesterday launched our second issue. Yay! Now this one's about eating disorder awareness week. Uh, so it's a lot about this current week. Um, but we also have uh, some broader ranges. One of our, our therapists here also has a background in art therapy. Mm. So she wrote an article uh, that we called the therapy of art. Um, we have some tips and tricks about eating disorders. The uh, MPP from Toronto that we mentioned that got the bill passed. She was kind of nice to do an interview. So we have a three page spread on her and, and her position as a government leader and what she thinks the government should be doing, what she thinks she personally can do about body image and self-esteem. Um, the national uh, uh, initiative for eating disorders approached us and they wanted to put an article in. So we've got that. And now we have articles. People are calling us for the next issue already, which comes out in the spring. Um, uh, so, and, and we've even, we've been asked, we've been approached by advertisers, which is amazing. Uh, we, we had never, no idea of ever advertising in this. This is, uh, gracefully, we'll give a shout out. This is paid for by our bingo funds from the Paradise Bingo, uh, Gaming Corporation, uh, because they, we have, they, we spend the, that money on, uh, on fundraising and, and, uh, public awareness. So they were, they were kind enough to support both the print and the, the web version of the magazine. Wow. Uh, but yeah, and, 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 uh, this is, uh, going like hotcakes it did uh, mm -hmm. uh we put it out yesterday and we've we have had close to 400 viewers online already um wow. we have several hundred copies that are out uh yeah just just this issue the last 36 hours had close to 400 uh, readers already so um and that's just now like this after that's done including the ones that went international this afternoon wow. uh, but yeah the whole idea is and it's free so you can go to banna.ca backslash magazine uh, and you can subscribe. So, you know, you only have to find us once. And underneath the, the issue that you can read online, you just put in your email address. We don't sell it. We don't do anything. As soon as it comes in, I put on a list. That's the only time we ever use it. Uh, but, yeah, you can subscribe for all, all future issues uh, free of charge. Um, so, yeah, it, 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 it's, and it's just another avenue. And it's not just eating disorders. It's a mental health and wellness magazine. Uh, so we're talking to public health now. We're talking to teen health is going to have an, uh, something in the next issue. Uh, we're talking to uh, uh, experts from uh, across the country and, and even into the states now about possibly doing some articles. Um, so, yeah, it's just a quick little thing. We're a small little staff here. But that's just another vehicle, another way we can interact and, and engage with the community um, uh, on a small nonprofit budget. Oh, my, oh my gosh. That's, that's the, the power of social media, right? And wow, the wow. Internet. Oh, well, and, and really, one of the most impactful things, and the way we know it's working, is after the first issue, we had a, a, um, a client that recently completed the program asked whether she could contribute. So she's done a wonderful article in this issue of the magazine. And, and, and talk about, uh, you know, that, that's the accolade for us. When, when, when somebody who's been through the program, who, who has been through something like an eating disorder, respects what we've done so much that they want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. That, that's the benchmark right there. Um, and to have it happen in our second issue um, it, it is something else. So, uh, so yeah, uh, we're, we're very proud of it. And it was a huge team effort here. Um, and and we're, we're very proud of our small little staff coming together to, to pull this off. Wow. You guys, you guys probably just don't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a sacrifice you make for the team and the greater good of everyone involved. <laughs> we're talking with Patrick and Lucy. They're from Banna. It's eating Disorder Awareness Week. They're from the Windsor chapter of BANA. We have Canada and America, United States coming together. The whole thing is America, really, North America. Mm -hmm. Coming together because eating disorders know no bounds. They certainly mm -hmm. do. 
doesn't matter if you're in Windsor or if you're in Vancouver or if you're in Mexico. There's mm -hmm. people right now struggling with anorexia and bulimia. And the binge eating disorder is one that I'm it's close to my heart because that's the one that I've dealt with my whole life. It's mm -hmm. been, my adult life. It has been a problem. I'm 40 years old. And for 22 years easy, I've been binging and consistently doing it by myself over and over again to my own detriment. I try to get in shape. I try to work out. I try to be healthy. And there's periods of good times, but there's no ending. It doesn't end because I keep doing the same thing over and over again. I haven't changed my, I haven't changed my ways. I mean, what, what would you say to somebody who's like, I've done, I know what I am. I know what's going on, but I can't stop it. What, Lucy, what would you say to someone like that? Yeah, I mean, really, when I think about that, I think seeking some help outside of yourself, sometimes that helps. Um, and really, because a lot of times it's not about the food, it's about coping with other things. So when you could be bored, it could be emotional, could be all of those pieces, right? Um, and so seeking a little bit of help sometimes will, will help us have a different perspective and will give us some tools in order to change some of those behaviors. So when you're thinking about binging, you know, you can go in your toolbox and say, no, I'm going to rather do this. I'm aware of it. I'm thinking about it. Right. And I think we're living in a society where, you know, I always say like mindless eating. If we think about that, the more we watch, you know, TV, we're gaming, we're, we're scrolling on social media, whatever we're doing, and we're snacking. And I think more now than ever, just based on the fact that COVID's here, we've been more restricted to stay home. There's so many less activities that we're participating in, right? We're, we're less busy. Um, and food is somewhere where people turn for comfort um, to reduce anxiety. It might just be out of boredom, right? So uh, I think just helping to recognize some of those patterns can change some of those behaviors. Yeah, there's an app that my brother told me about. He's a professional counselor himself. He's been on the show a couple of times. Matthew Govier, behavioralhealthlabs.com, of course, if you're looking for professional counseling assistance. However, he told me about this app called Eat Right Now, and it does what you're saying, too. This is just another tool in the toolbox that I learned about that I thought would be helpful. Mm -hmm. You can introduce your, your goals, and it can remind you all day. You can check in anytime you want. Like It has check-in buttons and craving buttons, a stress test. And there's free tools and then there's like subscriptions that you can pay for for more elaborate focused lessons and detail and check in. So anything, right? Isn't anything that's going to give you reminders or mm -hmm. some type of organizational structure that's cognitive behavioral therapy or any mm -hmm. other method that can be a support to you is a positive, right? Yeah. And that's exactly what we do here. We do CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. It's enhanced for eating disorder. So it's specific to that. People do food journals. I mean, it's all of those pieces around recognition, right, of what's happening. And then what behavior changes do we need to make in order to, to have a better quality of life, right? Um, not that we're going to be perfect. I think we live in a world that's saturated with lots of things around pressures and, you know, coping. And especially during these times, I say, I think it's heightened during these times for sure, um, especially as we scroll through social media and, you know, it fall in that comparison trap. Like I'm not, you know, I love your first day. Like I love it because I feel like that is everybody's way, you know, I'm going to do more tomorrow. I'm going to do this tomorrow. You know, I'm going to be better. I'm going to have all these goals and it's always starting you know, um, but it's the same with the, the whole comparison trap. You know, you think of people saying, you know, I'm this age, I should be doing this, I should have this, I should look like this, I should be this successful, I should have my stuff together, whatever that means for you, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it makes us feel pretty crappy sometimes to be to be frank, right? Because mm -hmm. we really don't measure up because it's the highlight reel, 
I always say to people, what are people putting out there? The best of the best. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, they so, don't want to share the dark side or the painful side that would have yeah. them crying or, you know. Yeah. But even the way that they filter their photos and the way that people, you know, edit things and the way they make the perception is there, right? It's it's Angles, so yeah, all that stuff. It's a distortion, right? It's distorted to say the least. So we have to be aware of that. And I think that's another awareness piece where we're when we're scrolling through that social media to be like, it's not really real. Or, you know, these people have makeup artists and they have all these professional teams doing all this stuff. And that's not real life, you know, or people have spent a lot of time filtering, editing and making sure their settings perfect. And we see all of those type of things from regular people like us uh, that are putting out this illusion distorted. And the and I, thing to remember about that is, is six months from now, when we go back and look at that picture, do we remember that we spent two hours trying to get that picture perfect? Or do we say, I don't look that good today? Right. Because we don't, we don't, we don't go the, oh, then I sent it to this person and then they fix that. And then we highlight, none of, we don't remember that whole part of the process. Wow. We just go, I look better then. Wow. Uh, so and, we're comparison with ourselves. Oh, and, totally. And, 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 and yeah. And, and, and that's the vicious cycle because we forget what we did to get to that point. Um, and, and, and we just take it at in the moment. And when, when you forget all the moments that got you to that point, um, you know, you, you lose the whole, the whole thing behind it. It's not the app's fault. Right. It's, it's how we used it and, and, and how we remember using it. Well, Patrick, doesn't that say something about a society we're living in though? Not just us. Yes. I mean that Lucy, you guys are both hinting at the, the world we're living in. Mm -hmm. It's but not, we, it's not for sure. I think it's our culture for sure. It's the way where we're living and breathing. Um, however, I always say, you know, there's always been an ideal image, whatever that means. So yes. if it was Marilyn Monroe, if it was, you know, the fit models in the 80s, you know, you look at different eras, right? And every decade seems to, you know, now it's like the Kardashian world, the, you know, whatever it is, right? Um, yeah. But it's interesting. It's Newton John. <laughs> yeah. But you look at all of these different people through the, these decades, um, and there's always been a pressure to look like those people, whatever that means. If it was the very fitness, if it was the more curvy, if it was, you know, whatever, lean. And now it's, you know, the Kardashian body that's constructed from head to toe, literally. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's always been that pressure. Um, now, I think what's different is that we have more access to those images. Right. Um, when I started at Banna, interestingly, I used to go into schools and do presentations and I would talk so much about magazines and models and how they're edited and filtered and done all these things. But it sounded very far fetched from reality, where now it's like, no, everybody has a smartphone and all these apps. Very different. Wow. Right. Mm -hmm. so it's interesting how in a short time things have changed dramatically and uh, the pressure is more real and more younger kids are accessing social media. Like if I think about, you know, 10, 11 year old me, was I on social media? No, we didn't have access to that. But how much did I see? Was it through commercials, through a magazine I'd pick up, right? Mm -hmm. Now access through these young kids uh, having several social media accounts um, at a very young age and trying to process that and distinguish what's unrealistic, what's unattainable and what's real is very distorted. Wow. And then we have the big brother effect where it's not even us accessing. Once we go to one, these bots find you and bring those images to you. Right. So, you know, it, it's no such thing as, oh, I'm only going to do this one time. I'm only going to look up a, up a supermodel one time. I, I, I just need to see it for this. 
once you've done it, mm-hmm. they find you. It, you know, it, it's that old thing where you're, you're walking mm-hmm. through Walmart and you say, I'm looking for a barbecue. And then you look at your phone and there's ads for barbecues. <laughs> uh, well, it's the same thing with, with beauty, with fashion, with the idealism. Mm-hmm. It, it's a very slippery slope. And once you start accessing those sites, once you start using those apps, they just, it, that's how they're designed. They're designed to find you. So mm-hmm. it, it's not even us looking anymore. Um, we have to be very cognizant of what's looking for us. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's right. There's no doubt about it. I'm mm-hmm. proud by that. I think you guys are very self-aware and you're aware. When you do this for a living, you try to help people. So you have the knowledge. But what is someone to do? Because I want this podcast to have a, a takeaway. Mm-hmm. Hope. So we know we, we've covered a lot of the problems here, right? Mm-hmm. So what are some of the solutions? What is something that someone could do tonight or tomorrow, mm-hmm. whenever they listen to this, that could help them in the moment beyond just reaching out? Is there, is there mm-hmm. something more? Lucy or Patrick? I think there's tons of things. I mean, I think about myself. I'm a, a mother of two. Um, my son is six and my daughter's 11. And I think about the conversations I have with them. Uh, and I am very real with them about, you know, this is not real. This is filtered. Be aware of this, right? Um, I don't talk to my kids about their appearance. I don't talk to my kids about bad foods, good foods. I talk to them about nourishing their bodies. I give them about hunger cues. When they're hungry, they're hungry. They're full, they're full. I know there's a whole philosophy around finishing all your food on your plate and, you know, things that people grew up with. And um, it's, you know, I watch what I say about myself, that's been something that I've been very aware. Um, and that's not easy, I'll tell you, because I've been working here for 17 years. And I can just imagine if I don't, for somebody that doesn't have this background, um, it's easy to, to constantly criticize ourselves. So, you know, trying to really be aware of my body and my language around my kids, around food. Um, we talk about treats, you know, um, we may talk about, I might say, you know, it's good to balance your lunch out. Right. So those are the takeaways for me when I say, you know, balance your lunch, let's balance our food. You know, we need this to nourish ourselves because we need food. And, and this is good food because of A, B and C. Right. Your body's so strong. Um, you know, your body's so capable. Um, you're so smart. You're kind rather than you're so beautiful. You're so handsome. You're so attractive all the time, because I think getting away from that appearance based um, compliments is one thing and i challenge people and i think this is a really good challenge and a good takeaway is complimenting people without using appearance as a compliment and i'm wondering how people you know it sounds really easy until you go and want to type something and go oh you're so used to saying your your child's so cute they're so attractive they're so beautiful right rather than wow what an accomplishment you know you're a good person you're strong. You're wonderful. Mm-hmm. That makes so much sense to me. <laughs> yeah. And I think just putting it into practice. I think uh, I'm going to echo. I'm sorry about that. Technical difficulties. We've had technical difficulties this whole show. We apologize. That's why we started late uh, on the live stream. That's our fault. Um, but yes. So you're saying let's get off of the appearance let's get inside and promote that so you could also mm-hmm. prevent these things from ever happening if you do this with your children from a, the start right absolutely and i think there you have to start early like from the minute that you catch yourself thinking about you know this is junk food this is no good this is going to make you fat how many times mm-hmm. do you hear that notion right you know this is fattening you don't want to eat that mom's not having that slice of cake but you can have it but be careful 
you know, <laughs> you're young still. I mean, I can go on and on and on. I can come here every week and talk about this. But, you know, essentially, that's the takeaway is that we need to have those conversations with young kids, build that resiliency in them and value and worth beyond appearance. That's my takeaway for sure. Oh, my gosh, that's amazing. And, and, you know, I think part of it is uh, it's changing everyday conversations. Um, this summer, a good example, I, I, I took up cycling and, and I recently had a doctor's appointment. First thing the doctor said when he found out I took up cycling, he said, how much weight did you lose? I said, I don't know, but I rode 1,600 kilometers. Mm -hmm. and, and, he said, That's, and he completely got obsessed about how far I rode and forgot about the weight question. Um, and quite honestly, I don't know. I didn't look. That wasn't why I was riding. Mm -hmm. I was writing to get out, to get active, to see things. I could tell you where I took pictures. I could tell you the routes. I could tell you the people I met on the trails. I, I don't know how much I, how much I weighed. I don't care how much I, 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 mm -hmm. I, I lost weight. That wasn't the point. Now, you know, it, it's a fair question, I would assume, from his standpoint. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't relevant to what I was doing. So it, it, when, when they bring topics like weight, size, shape, and they're not relevant to you, don't let people make it relevant to you. Awesome. Change the change that dialogue to to what it means to you, mm -hmm. and, and that's the second part because you can do that in everyday language. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, whether it's clothes, whether it's makeup, whether it's hair, whatever. You know, all of those can change to to why you did it, not why they think you should have done it. Mm -hmm. And from that will become a learned behavior. Mm -hmm. And usually, it takes a couple seconds. The doctor was like, "Oh, well." Yeah, okay, no, yeah, that's a, that's a long distance. He, and it took him a second to switch that gear, mm -hmm. and then he switched. So I, I think you can. It, it's just another little little way to correct people, where, you know, it's not always kids, but it's your everyday language. And if you can keep true mm -hmm. to yourself, and that's where the be yourself comes in, mm -hmm. um, it, it yeah. is, you know, keep to, to your goals, values, your mission, your mindset, and don't let people mm -hmm. make you second guess your motives behind it. Mm -hmm. I don't Love that. Oh my gosh. Um, and so, and I love that for right now, for this week, you guys are doing the be kind to yourself. Cause I think mm -hmm. that's what we're talking about. Um, mm -hmm. And I want to get into just real quick, you have a t-shirt campaign. So how did that come about and what is it all about? I'm really excited about hearing about that. Yeah, I mean, we've been, uh, so our, our, as you know, the be yourself motto, um, and we were thinking, especially during COVID, everybody's taking care of somebody, if it's loved ones, if it's, you know, we're frontline staff, we're, we're working, we're busy, uh, we, you know, virtual school is killing me. <laughs> um, but we're all doing something that we're taking care of other people for the most part. Um, and I think in the midst of all of it, we forget to take care of us. Right. Um, and so be kind to yourself with something that uh, our health educator, Marissa, uh, designed the shirt. Um, and it really, again, really talented people here. Group effort. We all sit down. We think about these things. And what's exciting about our organization is that we actually make them happen. And I think that's fantastic because we don't have a lot of red tape. So we we think of something, we all think it's a great idea. And we I say where there's a will, there's a way. Um, and so we decided, we always have an action item. So we've done like a body image pledge in past EDAWs. Uh, you know, we're always trying to to kind of get people to stand up with us. So like, show us your purple. Um, let's all do something together to make a stance, right? Like we, we want to take a stance and, and we want people to participate. So thought, what a better way, since we can't go, you know, film people and, and there's all these restrictions, if people wore these shirts 
and did something kind for themselves and posted on their social media and that we would post it on our social media and kind of just remind people to be kind to themselves and not to forget about themselves, but also spreading that message um, indirectly by many, many people. So that's been awesome. Like, I don't know, Pat, you can elaborate, but we've definitely, we're so excited about it. And, and we feel like it's a great reminder. We're getting pictures of people sitting uh, with them cycling, they're gardening, they're baking, uh, they're knitting, they're playing with their kids, uh, walking their dogs. Um, you know, just, just whatever in that moment, whatever in that day, whatever they're doing to be kind, to give themselves a break, um, mm -hmm. they're, they're throwing on that T-shirt and doing it, which, you know, it's kind of nice because not only are, are they spreading that message, but that T-shirt is getting them to, to take those few minutes. Yes. Uh, and that's some of the feedback because I'm getting emails as they're sending us the picture saying, what a great idea. Thanks for making me take a break. Um, you know, and, and they're really appreciating it where, where we had a couple questions earlier. Well, what do I do? I'm like, whatever, whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that thought never occurs to some people to take mm -hmm. a few minutes for themselves. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling them, what do you enjoy doing? And, and they'll say, you know, I, I, I like gardening. Well, it's snowing right now, but you know, go clear off where your garden's going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, or, 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 and somebody just said they were going to take pictures. They just ordered seeds. So they're going to put their shrub when their seeds came in so that they're, they're, they're getting ready to, to plant for next year. Mm -hmm. So it can be something as simple as that. Uh, reading a book. We just had one came in where, where they took time. They're sitting on, uh, we'll tell you in a second, Julia. Yeah. <laughs> I see you. Um, but yeah, somebody was actually sitting in their lounge chair reading their book. And, and that was their being kind to themselves. So to answer Julia's question, um, you can email us at info at banna.ca. And uh, let me know what size you want. The shirts are ten dollars, and, and mm -hmm. I'll email you back and work out pickup arrangements. Uh, pickups are all here at here at the Banna office in Windsor. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, info at banna.ca uh, and uh, and get in touch with us. Oh my gosh, that's amazing! And we have ladies V-neck and unisex for 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 the gentlemen. Oh, great. Good. I got to get my V-neck. I, I, I love V-necks. I don't wear them enough. Really. We, we actually do. It, 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 the the V-necks do fit men quite nicely. Yeah. But, uh, but we have had uh, in the past, uh, a lot of women prefer the V-neck over the, the bulkier crew neck shirts. So we do offer both. That's awesome. <laughs> I have a question have about, a question about that. that. Um, uh, yeah. So I have a question about that. So I want to, I just thought about this now. I'm going to be launching a hug yourself challenge. It's a 22 day challenge. It's going to be launched this week. Um, I wasn't going to do any kind of like prize or anything, um, but I think I will. So I'm going to order a couple shirts from you guys. And then whoever does it, then they get into a draw. I'll just make it up. I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. it'll be done at the like March or the end of, February. Will you guys still be doing this or is it just kind of for this week? Yeah, no, it's a, we're doing it for the whole month of February. So we've been encouraging people and I think we'll continue a little bit. We'll see how the momentum goes because really I think it's such a cool idea and I yeah. think it's so important during COVID to keep this going. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see that thing pop up a few more times this year. Mm -hmm. um, okay. we, 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 we tend to pull things up uh, as they're needed. And we've, we mm -hmm. found, you know, February, Blue Monday, Ida, you know, uh, it's been a lot, really long year. And people are very cognizant that we're coming around that one year mark of COVID. So what a better time to be kind to yourself than now. Mm -hmm. um, but but there certainly will be more times, we think, in the coming year, as we're still all getting through this, that I, I think that's a theme that's not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. 
You are correct about that. This is fantastic. We have Patrick and Lucy on. They are from the Windsor chapter of Vanna. Vanna.ca is the website. You can check it out. Uh, where can people go if they're listening to this and they're not in Windsor? Is there just Vanna.org in America? or Nope. They can go to Vanna.ca. They can access our website through that. Yep. Okay. Great. Yep, it's true. There's no borders between websites. You're right. <laughs> Stupid of me. But, you know, that's great. I wouldn't uh, signed us up already. I put in our email, Leanne. So we're uh, awesome. connected mm. to the uh, magazine and the updates that you guys have and any information you get from Banna.ca. I think this is fantastic. I'm really excited about this because you guys are supporting people. and We need to be supporting each other. You're mm -hmm. teaching people methods. I'm really harping on this parenting thing because I have friends who are parents and they have kids that are teenagers now even and i've seen what they eat i even think about my own family uh you know my brother we have an, i have a nephew i have two nephews now and i think about what they feed their kids and i don't have any say in that and sometimes i i know what some of these foods have done to me and other people and i get worried about that kind of stuff what, what would you say to somebody who's wants to make a difference to someone they care about but they feel like there's a boundary that they can't cross is is it better mm -hmm. to say well you know I can't do anything about this, so I better just shut my mouth. Yeah, those are hard conversations for sure. <laughs> uh, because, I mean, we feel judged, right? And sometimes yeah. we, do, we do what we can with what we know. And so I think that is where people are at. And sometimes it's meeting people where they're at. Um, and, you know, I think subtle changes are, are, are probably more feasible than big changes sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, maybe suggesting little different things or recipes. I tell people like all the time, you know, um, we could definitely, you know, share recipes or ideas. And we do that even in our magazine. We have a, a recipe, like, you know, just different ways that you can finesse those conversations because it is hard when it's not your own children or it's not your own family. It's hard to impose your thoughts or views um, you know, and sometimes even in my own family, extended family, you may have people that uh, might have views around talking about body shape, size, food, right? And maybe yeah. I'm not really into that. But then how do you then, you know, have those conversations on, you know, the side conversations later um, around, you know, that corrective behavior? So it, it's a tough one, though. But I think there's subtle ways that we can influence people. And I think that, you know, action and behaviors and our own behaviors as well, um, you know, living, living the truth, I think sometimes living a way that we want other people to live is probably uh, like living by example, leading by example. That's what I want to say. <laughs> that gives us hope. We like, we like that. We want to lead by example. We don't want to hurt anybody. All of my thoughts based on this topic are around support and being mm -hmm. loving and caring and wanting what's not what I know is best, just what is good health and what is mm -hmm. positive. It's not trying to be negative. It's not trying to come down on people and say, mm -hmm. I know more than you do. I never want people to think that. And that's where that fine line of being respectful and reasonable and maybe taking, you know, tiny steps. Like Leanne always says, small victories. Mm -hmm. Start small victories. Yeah, I like that. A lot of people ask, you know, they, they, they say I'm not affected by any source, but I, I'd like to help. I want to be part of it. How do I do positive mm -hmm. messaging? And we have that on our website, too. Uh, we have a wonderful little resource section. And we've done projects, especially over the last year. We, we, we did a Banner Rocks project where we've put somewhere around 800 rocks, little rocks like this, where we've colored. We put positive messages on it. And we've hidden them all over town. We just dropped a whole, we dropped 30 more this week or last week. Um, and they all just have positive, you know, feel great about yourself. Sometimes our characters, we've got, you know, our, our little Ferris Bueller rock. Um, <laughs> 
But you know, it's but and, and you know, it, people laugh and smile, and that's the effect. Is that you're walking along somewhere, you're not having the best day, you see a rock with a positive message, people look it up, they smile, and what we wrote on the back is take a pic, share it on social media, hide it for somebody else. Ooh, I love so it. You, you, you can now we know a lot of people keep them. And what we always see is the people that keep them must really need them. So we're okay with that. But if you share it again, that's something you could do. You can do your own rocks. Yeah. We have a, a pledge, a, a body positive pledge that Lucy mentioned that we did two years ago, where there's actually a pledge on our website where uh, you talk about uh, loving your body. And you can record that uh, on your own video, put on your own Instagram, put on your own Facebook, or share it with us, and we'll share it out. Um, and, and we had people, professional basketball players and hockey players and, and politicians and, and yoga instructors and people from all over the community doing these pledges. And we put them all together. We had, we had models that joined in on this, you know, mm -hmm. a whole spectrum of, of people, people right off the street that we walked up to and said, here, read this. And they did. Oh, wow. Um, so there, there's all kinds of things you can do and, and certainly use us as some ideas, but come up with your own as well. Um, you know, it, it's not, not any one thing. Uh, certainly there's all kinds of ideas out there, but the idea is to do something. Mm -hmm. um, spread some positivity. There's so much negativity there in media. Mm -hmm. uh, so many things telling you that you, you look wrong, you should look different, you should change yourself. Why not flood it with the opposite? Mm -hmm. um, and that's part of what Bana's mission is too. We, we have two wonderful health educators in addition to our clinical team. Um, the one and a half educator uh, did, did, it's a full person, but half a job. Um, <laughs> I always have to explain that because people wonder. Uh, but they, they did over 300 presentations to over 20,000 people last year. Uh, with one and a half staff, we we have six people in our in our clinical team, um, three and a half clinicians, a, a dietitian, an intake worker, that that had three hundred active cl case clients last year. Oh. Um, the, 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 we have a small admin staff, myself, Lucy, and, and our and our bookkeeper. There's eleven of us, and look what eleven of us can do. Mm -hmm. uh, imagine what what hundreds of thousands of people out here in social mm -hmm. media land could do if they all did something. Mm -hmm. Amen. Wow. So, you know, you know, you write your own magazine, do your own rock, do your own pledge, do something. Wear your be kind to yourself t-shirt. It, it, it's, it's infectious. Just like all this negative media wears us down, the positive media can lift us up. Mm -hmm. And that's the whole point, is that we all have the ability to make next tomorrow your first day. First day. That is beautiful, Patrick. I think that's a great place to kind of wrap it up. I am. Mm -hmm. I think this is important, and we would love to have you guys come back too. We can keep talking yeah. about this all year long. You're very positive. You're open-minded, and you guys know what you're talking about. So we, me and Leanne, understand the experience personally, but you guys also have talked with people and your professionals, and you have the background that can give people guidance that need it. And I think the message is clear, right, Leanne? Oh my gosh, this has been phenomenal. And it went, you know, when you start a, a pod, like an episode, you kind of think you know where it's going to head, but you guys are the inspiration that I've received through this. I know for sure it is going to touch so many people. And I hope that people that need it are going to hear it, but also people that didn't realize they needed it. Maybe they have somebody in their life and they're, you know, like Mike, like, okay, I need to just like kind of close my mouth because it's not for me. Now they can kind of see things that they can do, like Lucy said, to just subtly help that person. So 
This has been phenomenal, Lucy Patrick. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And like Mike said, I hope you will come on again um, because this is this is what it's all about: shared wisdom, education, and empowerment. And you guys did it all fabulously tonight. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a privilege to be here today. You guys are fantastic, and I love what you guys are doing. So we would love to come back. It's fantastic. Thank you. And we won't have technical difficulties next time. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, these things happen. We just got to iron out the kinks. But you know, before we go, again, Lucy, lay it out for us. Remind people what's going on this week, what's coming up, and where they can contact you guys. Yep. So if you visit our website at www.bana.ca uh, backslash edaw, um, you can get lots of information. You can also visit our social media at Banna Windsor. Um, you can visit our Facebook page at Bulimia Anorexia Nervosa Association. Um, and you can find all of the information there. We're doing tons of virtual events. We're doing some giveaways. We are also Strong Bodies doing some yoga this week for us as well, which I think is a great idea, great stretch and, and to get a, you know, uh, into that and, and some meditation. Um, and there's some giveaways. Uh, all of that information is on our website. If you're looking for Be Kind to Yourself t-shirt, um, you can uh, email at info at banna.ca and uh, Patrick will take care of you. So um, check us out and be kind to yourself. Do something kind for yourself. I challenge all of you. Amazing. There it is. Patrick's got it right there. Be kind to yourself. You guys are doing great work. I thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a real pleasure. Patrick, I'm proud of you, man. I mean, you're really, uh, really taking yourself up a notch here in 2021. But based on what I know about you, uh, you've gone from not talking on screen to being like on a podcast and within a month or so. It's pretty impressive, dude. Well, yeah, it's a lot easier than typing uh, along with you. So uh, <laughs> my, my, my speaking skills are much more eloquent than my typing skills. So uh, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to actually and get it out as quickly as I'm thinking, not as quickly as I can type with two fingers. Yes. But I want you to stay in the comments for future episodes too. Because we oh, love you. Oh, we love yeah, you. He's, he's like I gotta give Mike something to post. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that. It's fun for me. What can I say? And don't forget, yo, know, Patrick's a part of our book club. We do it every Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Do you enjoy the book club, Patrick? Yes, yes. It's been very entertaining. There, there, there is a, a wonderfully eclectic group of people on it with a lot of viewpoints and, and um the, the discussions are phenomenal because there, there's so many different points of view. Um, that that it's actually I'm having more fun talking than reading the book um, because it, it's it's uh, we get off track but it's a wonderful track. Mm -hmm. I love it. That's his opinion, but yeah, no, I do love the book club. It's great. Everybody's wonderful. So check it out if you still want to join. You can always join us. DM us, email us, firstdaypod@protonmail.com. All of our social medias are always open to you. Message us anytime. I want to give a shout out to. The wonderful woman who posted her before and after and was yes. awesome. Lane, can you talk about that real quick? This woman, uh, she I didn't know who she was on Twitter. She posted this picture of her before and after talking about her eating disorder and her binge eating. And it's very powerful. Yeah, and she's one of the one of the same, the story. So I had mentioned that I've had an eating disorder. Well, and I don't know, I'm I haven't been diagnosed, but it's been an issue all my life. And um, but because I look like I hold it well, nobody knows that I have the disorder and so, or that I'm struggling. And so she said, you know, Leanne's story, I'm the same way. And she showed picture one six pack 
slim, another one, a little bit COVID-19 going on. And um, she said both of those, and especially the one with the six pack, I had an eating disorder. I've been binge eating where I can't control myself. And so I cried. Mike was like, you need to get on Twitter. There's somebody that just posted their kind of their pictures and they're being vulnerable. And I cried because that's what this is all about is we're all in this together. When you see people that seem like they're together, whatever mm-hmm. that means, right. chances are they've got something big happening behind the scenes. And having this, having your your website is incredible. The resource center, like the resource section you have individuals, you have family, you have the medical profession, you have resources for everybody. Um, EDA and the magazine is incredible. I'm so grateful because that's what we need. We need to have this conversation going so there's no more stigma. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I agree. And I think those conversations are what reduces any stigma mm-hmm. and being honest, right? People have asked me on the news on you know, radio interviews, like, what's your body image like? And I always say it's a work in progress because the reality mm-hmm. is nobody feels 100% all the time. And I think we need to own that. And we need to talk about that more. Mm-hmm. Right. Not this. I feel great. Everything's great. You know, I feel so good about myself. No, we don't. I feel good about myself some days and I feel lousy some days and that's okay. But it's good to bring those conversations to the table. We have a lot that needs to be undone. Society has done damage Mm -hmm. and do it one day at a time together. That's so true. And Mm -hmm. I, I thought of that tweet because what Lucy said about the, you know, physically and internally what mm-hmm. what we're focusing on out here that's not what we need to be focusing on we need to focus on what's going on in here you mm-hmm. guys but you're suffering that's no way that's no good mm-hmm. wonderful thank you so much for sharing that that is why we do the podcast and that's why the lady that was i i'm sorry i don't remember your name because i don't look at the uh comments when they come in but the one that today thank you mm-hmm. so much that shared theirs yes. and then she said and nobody knew because i am fit mm-hmm. so yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, I really appreciate that because I think that's the real deal where people act like everybody's doing, you know, you look great. You're well, right? You look okay. You look fit. You're really great. And now there's this competition in that, you know, eating clean and looking fit. And the more you can achieve that, the more you're you're healthy, right? So health is something to debate too, right? What does that really mean? Yeah. Absolutely. And really that, that Twitter is the perfect example where all you need is is a place to share and somebody to listen. And that's what your platform get, is giving people. It, it, yeah. it is a place to share and people to listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that's really how it starts. Mm-hmm. Right. And that we continue to encourage that. So anybody who feels vulnerable or afraid or alone or isolated and want to share, take a chance. Share it with us. We would love to engage with you. That's why we do this show. You think we're joking, but we're not. It may sound cheesy to some people, cynical. I don't care. We're here for a purpose. And that's why we connect with people like Patrick and Lucy from Banna. Banna.ca. Thank you so much for joining us. That's it for this episode of the First Day Podcast. Everybody be kind to yourselves. Godspeed. And thank you very much. Bye.